This is Catalog and Cocktails. Presented by Data.World. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Catalog and Cocktails, presented by Data.World, the enterprise data catalog for the modern data stack. It's an honest, no BS, non-salesy conversation about enterprise data management with a tasty beverage in hand. And today we've got a special episode with our producer, Behind the Scenes. More on that in a minute. I'm Tim Gasper, longtime data nerd and product guy at Data.World, and this is Juan. Hey, Tim. I'm Juan Cicado, principal scientist at Data.World, and today is, I don't know, we're actually doing a little bit behind the scenes, so this is not live, so we're listening to this. I don't know what's coming out because our producer will figure all that out. And that's who our special guest is today. It is Carly Burkhoff. She's the producer of Calvin Cocktails and a Data.World marketer extraordinaire, Carly Finally, you're on the show. Hey. Yes. I made it. I made it. Thanks for having me, guys. It means a lot. <laughs> Carly's no. always there behind the scenes, making things work. And now she's here. You're here on the show. I'm actually on the show. You guys can see my face. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, all right, we've got to start telling toast. What are we drinking and what are we toasting for? So I have made an old-fashioned. It's kind of my go-to drink. I'm using... Heaven's Door bourbon. It's actually, I just found this out before the show. It's a Bob Dylan whiskey. I, I don't know. Um, full disclosure, I've never listened to Bob Dylan's music, so I have no idea. Um, but I thought that was a fun factoid. I, that's, so that's what I'm doing. Fun fact that that's a Bob Dylan whiskey, or is it a fun fact that you've never listened to Bob Dylan before? Uh, all of the above. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I always put an extra cherry in there. So that's what I'm drinking. Nice. Nice. How about you, Tim? Uh, I have just a little bit of Elijah Craig small batch um, straight. And what about you, Juan? I am doing something very different today, something that I have never done in 95 episodes, and I'm going to break it today because it's special. I'm having wine. <laughs> I actually never had wine. I've had beer and wine. This is a very beautiful Spanish red Perret that I found uh, in Bruges. So I'm a big wine, red wine drinker, and I'm really happy about this. So toast for 95 episodes and Carly being behind the scenes on each and one of them and making sure that everything comes out perfect because we've never had a glitch in 95 episodes. So cheers to Carly. Thank you so much. Cheers. Awesome. So warm up funny question of the day is if you had your own podcast, what would it be called? I've actually thought about this before. Um, so it would have nothing to do with data, metadata management, enterprise, none, none of that. It would be left on read by my mom because I constantly get left on read by my own mother. <laughs> and it always turns into a funny story, a funny tale um, that I get to tell later at dinner. So mine would be left on read by my mom with Carly Berghoff. <laughs> And it's, it, what would it be about? Like, what? I'm not kidding. For every 10 texts that I send my mom, I'm left on red for eight of them. And they're important. I'm like, mom, what's my social security number? Someone is asking for it overseas. They need me to save somebody. And she won't get back to me, which is super annoying because I could have been a hero, you know? <laughs> but it always turns into something like that. <laughs> Tim, do you have one? <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> Carly, you would. Thank <laughs> you. Business nerd yeah. or something like that. Who knows, right? Yeah, I like that. No, no, I mean, Tim, yours could be the other guy. Life as a podcast host who's constantly overshadowed by the other podcast host. <laughs> Podcast host, smaller than life. I love it. What would mine be? Okay, what, what would mine be then? Yours would be, wait, I have more to say with one skater. Don't, Don't curb, curb your data enthusiasm. Yeah. Ooh, I love it. Ooh, all right, all right, all right. So. <laughs> All right, so this is a good segue into our discussion. So, all right, Carly, honest, no BS. Tell us what happens behind the scenes to make this podcast. It's a lot. Um, it's funny because I've been listening to podcasts for a few years now, and I guess I never realized how many things really go into it. I mean, it all starts with lining up guests, coming up with the topic, um, and it goes all the way to, you know, what what tools are we going to use to get this done? Um also finding a good mix of hosts and a good team. And there's a lot of post-production. Um, my process always starts with 30 minutes of meditation because it's really stressful, especially when you do a live show. It's very different than just being in a recording studio and um, editing out everything, right? That's not what we do on Catalog and Cocktails. It's honest, no BS, raw, uncut. Um, I think at first when I agreed to be the producer, I, I just didn't realize how stressful it is. You know, I'm off camera, but I'm pacing around my apartment while y'all are talking. I'm trying to make notes like, oh, this would be a good sound bite. Oh, this is something we got to remember. Um, so it, it all starts with, I think, a good team, good tools, and then just, yeah, putting on a good show, honestly. So some, something to highlight is that we do this live and there is no post recording. So that's a, that's a kind of a first uh, lesson or, or just people may not know this. Like there is, we don't record, we don't right. post edit anything. Uh, so we start this off and then when we're done, you go off and then you just, well, I mean, how, how do, how does this get off? I mean, tell us yeah. a little bit about what, it go, how it gets streamed and all that stuff. Yeah. So Actually, in the history of Catalog and Cocktails, I think we've done two or three pre-recorded, and it's where we had such an awesome guest that we just couldn't line up the time. So to keep it honest, no BS, we've done a few recorded episodes. They just don't feel the same. There's something really cool about live engagement and going live. We have a great live audience that grows every episode. Um, so first, you know, we before every season, we typically lock down our guest lineup, which it's been really awesome to see that that's getting easier and easier as the show grows. Um, so once we do that, we do, well, you and Tim do the pre podcast meeting, which you guys get with the guests, decide what you're going to talk about. And then I see those notes. I prep all the graphics. I prep the studio, which we use restream. Um, and then all of our graphics are made in Canva and those go to all the social platforms. They go out in an email newsletter and that's all, leading up to the show um the day of the show there's obviously more promotion and then myself you two and whoever our guest is come into the studio and although you don't see me i'm always behind the scenes chatting with you guys giving you a countdown and 
then I click the live button and it's it's free range chicken from there because I can't really control what goes on once I hit that button. Um, during the show, there's lower thirds. I mean, even right now I'm flashing different lower thirds. Um, it kind of keeps the show moving um, all throughout the broadcast. I try to tie it to what you guys are saying. Um, and yeah, like I said, as the show's going, I really am pacing, making sure, I always try to end the episode at an hour. You guys have brought me close to cardiac arrest multiple times. Um, but yeah, I mean, the discussion's always great. You guys do make it so easy. I mean, we really don't have that many tech difficulties. We've had a few faulty Wi-Fi connections, but we're really good about pausing, making it not awkward, and then we get back into it. Um, and then once the show ends, I, you know, download the footage and then post-production mode takes over and I edit the footage. And when I say edit the footage, all I do really is add in our theme song, our intro, blend it to the show. I make a takeaways episode. So I'm producing two episodes, put the outro and that's, then I upload it to Anchor and it goes to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. That's awesome. I, I mean, it's it, it, it sounds s simple in one respect, but also at the same time, there's so many moving pieces that have to happen. This happens every week. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a lot that has to be orchestrated there. And uh, and, and actually, you mentioned the uh, the theme song. And uh, I, I think that's a, a funny one, a funny story, because actually, if you go back to some of the first episodes, I think actually we might not even have, maybe we added it later. But originally, we didn't actually have a theme song. Um, and then uh, Brian, our CTO, and John, our uh, chief product officer, created the theme song because we happen to have a lot of musicians at Data.World, and then that got incorporated. So that was kind of a, a, a cool kind of loop in. Yeah, I don't remember when the podcast intro music and outro music came into play. It had to have been season two um, because I took over for season two. Season one, I mean, you guys were running this from zoom and we sent out calendar invites i mean it was a totally different layout of the show which was great so you kind of get things running but now that we've gone in this direction we've just seen such a jump in our live viewership a jump in our residual listens shares i mean it's been so cool to see the growth of the show yeah i think it was just 95 episodes but we started out i think it was may 2020 Mm -hmm. pandemic, right? Everybody's doing some stuff, but we wanted to go do something fun. And like, a, I think the first episode was a, like a webinar evening or something like that. But we were all doing Zooms, right? It was a 30 minute episode. We stopped recording. Then people were on the Zoom would continue the conversation and then just start creeping up 30 minutes to 40 minutes, right? And then uh, we were doing 40. And then first, here's the story. I thought that we were we would get cut off at an hour and i literally was like we got to finish this up because like something's going to happen and just cut off but it was really i didn't i i was well, you carly telling me that it was going to be an hour and i for some reason i thought it was like the system was cutting us off but it was carly wanted to make sure that everything kept for, for the hour so um, that's why i, I do like, like i do like to keep things pretty uniform i think 60 minutes is a solid episode and what's funny about the 60 minute cutoff is there were so many episodes throughout whichever seasons that, you know, I would read the topic and I would be like, I mean, there's just no way we hit an hour about policy. I mean, there's just no way, but it ended up being like a 67 minute episode. And I'm like, 
dudes, we got to close this off. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I mean, you guys, like I said, are, are so wonderful about just fluid conversation. I mean, you guys find these amazing directions that I would never expect to stem from a certain topic. So like I said, yes, I get stressed if it goes over an hour, but at the end of the day, the 68 minute episodes are, are truly some of the best. So it makes sense. Yeah, I, that, that might have been a bad uh, thing to for us to learn that that we can actually go past was, the sixty minute mark. We, we'd be better little, off if we didn't know that. <laughs> it was my little white lie, and I was exposed, and I was like, "I mean, they are and, my and, boss." And now Juan and I are like taking advantage. Um, we should we should keep it shorter. We should keep it under sixty. Oh, hey, Carly, what do you think are like some of the biggest success factors that have gone into the show's success so far, you know, whether it's, you know, operationally or topically or, you know, whatever you think that is. First and foremost, I think that cataloging cocktails um, was one of the first. I think that not a lot of people in this industry thought to do a podcast, especially like this Mm -hmm. uncut, honest, I mean, we've dropped the F-bomb a couple times. You guys just keep it really real. And people crave authenticity, especially in a podcast. You don't get to see the people. You're not sitting in the room with them. So the more authentic you can be, it's really going to resonate with an audience. So that's one factor. I think another factor is the consistency. I mean, I'm blown away. I mean, at our company, we all have jobs. We're not just podcasters. We have full days with full schedules. It's so funny. Tim and Juan, I will try to book time with you. I'll try to book 30 minutes with you. Y'all's calendar light up like a Christmas tree. You guys have every minute blocked. And it's it's not like going to the park with my dog. You guys are in like full-fledged meetings. And so to me, you guys have been so consistent about making this a priority it's every Wednesday and not just the Wednesdays, it's the prep calls. It's the, all the things that go into it. Consistency is key in any form of content creation, but podcasts surely. Um, and then I would say the third factor is our engaged audience. I mean, when we go live, people are commenting and congratulating y'all and asking questions and making comments. And I mean, then after the show, they'll share. I mean, we've had so many branched out things that come from an episode. I mean, we just had somebody say that they changed their whole career because of the show. And she would have never heard about the show if we didn't have an audience that was engaged and sharing and, oh my God, you got to listen to this show. So I think, like I said, first one being y'all were really one of the first to do something like this in this industry Two, the consistency. And then three are awesome listeners that, like I said, grow every show. And then oh. four awesome people like Carly behind the scenes making it all oh. work. Oh, my mom what? would be so proud to hear this. <laughs> I'll text she her later. Read that message. Well, yeah, make sure to read that message, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it goes part of the consistency, and I agree with that. And and part of the consistency that I, we have it on our calendars every Wednesday at four p.m. Um, so nobody bought, puts any meetings on that. I also have on a calendar the thirty minutes before, which is prep for it. So yeah. I can get my mind inside of, okay, well, we're going to talk to and prepare. So does Tim, but Tim or other people do not respect those 30 minutes. So I am 30 minutes before going over everything. I go prepare my drink. I go look at where I am. Or 
And Tim is like, sometimes Tim has come in like hot. He says, I'm coming in hot. It is 3.58 and he shows up. I'm like, I'm, we're all sweating bulls. Like, where the frick is I was going to say, that's funny you bring that up because it, my my heart palpitations used to come from going over an hour. Now it's Tim coming in 37 seconds before we go live. And he's like, okay, okay, yeah, and I got my drink. Oh, let me put my kid outside. <laughs> <laughs> the kid, the cat. <laughs> we got to go live. <laughs> uh. So, so what has been your most surprising moment over all this? Kind of behind the scenes. So I won't name the guest, but <laughs> this has haunted my nightmares so many times. And we've, we've actually talked about this as a group. We've been so fortunate. The guests we've had, they are, again, consistent. Like if, if they know they're going to be on the show, they've never dropped out. They, we hardly hear any hesitations. There's been like a few with the ones we had to pre-record, but they were still so amped to do the show. We've only had one guest in the history of this show, like 20 minutes before you go live, basically say like, ah, I don't think I want to do it anymore. And I just remember we were all like, I don't know if y'all watch SpongeBob, but there's an episode where he forgets everything except fine dining and breathing. And there's a scene where they're like setting files on fire and they're running around looking like that's what it felt like. I mean, we totally finessed that guest and we we got this person to come on the show it was actually one of our highest live view counts and residual listens but i just remember being so stressed because i was like what are we going to do for this episode if if this person doesn't show up so that was definitely one of the most shocking moments um and then i think just some of the guests that have been so amped to be on the show not that i don't think we're worth it but even early on like season 2 i mean Zamagtagani, like all these wonderful people who again have these crazy schedules and they're like catalog cocktails hell yeah let's do it so i think both of those have been some of the most shocking moments for me oh man you're giving me uh crazy memories i, I remember that episode where we were like oh my gosh and then i remember the three of us were like In well, maybe maybe, so maybe we would have the episode anyway maybe we'll just talk about the topic <laughs> Yeah, but we were in Slack. Like my keyboard was literally smoking, and we had no idea what we were gonna do. But hey, it turned out being one of the best episodes. So yeah, well, I think it's it's. It, it, I always appreciate all the guests who we've never nobody's ever missed. And because we do it at four p.m., we've had guests in Europe, and they stay up till wherever through the UK or, or in Europe, like ten, eleven p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, I've when I'm in Europe, I do it also at eleven p.m. I did it. I did it once from the airport. I literally made. I scheduled the flight so I can be on the ground at the airport in a couple hours. So uh, consistency is key. But yeah. So we wanted to keep this uh, going, and we're going to hit our lightning round, which is presented by Data.World, the enterprise data catalog for the modern data stack. So, Carly, first question: Should every technology startup seriously consider starting a podcast? No. Add and, that is, around that? and I'll give a little context. It's a lot of work. And I would say the, the companies that should consider doing it are the ones who have full support from their company. Give them, give the podcast team allotted time and resources to really make a good show. I mean, if you're doing this after hours, it, it's probably not going to be as good. So you need a company to really back you. And that's something that our company does really well. Um, and again, it's a lot of coordination and a lot of work. 
So no, I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. <laughs> That's fair advice. And, uh, and, and I, I love the connection back to some of your previous comments about the consistency and the investment. So it makes yeah. a ton of sense. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, I want to add to that is like, I fully agree with you, Carly. So support, right? Uh, we are non-salesy. We are not here to go sell data.world, but we are here thanks to data.world because data.world supports us to go do this because they think it's valuable for the community. So, um, so I think that's, that, that's a super support. So I'm yeah. always, as I always close, I'm super thankful that I get to do this every week with Tim and Carly and data world supports us to do that. So. Truly. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, I think the non-salesy aspect has been, has been great as well. And, and, you know, a lot of times uh, a company will encourage the podcast to be salesier and, uh, yep. and we've been very lucky to have a company that does, does not push us in that direction. So, um, so second question, um, was there ever a time where you wished that you could mute Juan? Every episode that I've ever worked. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I actually do have the power to mute and remove anyone. No, um, there's, there's only been a couple times and actually Juan's gotten so much better about this. He gets, I mean, he's super passionate. Anyone can feel it through the mic, but he'll not on purpose cut off the guest talking because Juan wants to finish his thought. And I just want to like smash the mute button on Juan. So honest, no BS. Yes. There have been. <laughs> Juan, you, you, you've gotten pretty good also at like when you go on a long rant. Then you'll be like, well, now I'm just ranting. Like you, you cap yes. it off with like, ah, oh, I'm being, and now I'm self-conscious. <laughs> I say this a lot. Like ah, I'm just ranting now. Like uh, I'll, I'll just shut up now. So We're like, yeah, we know, we know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Next question: Was there ever a time you wish you could mute Tim? To be honest, I feel like Tim's on mute by default because you talk so much, Juan. You talk so much. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Should I be Tim. offended? Or Juan, should you be offended? I think we're both offended right now. <laughs> hey, someone's got to ground you guys. What else am I here for? Thanks, Carly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Last question for you. Uh, okay. Can we expect uh, any big changes or evolution as we head into the next season? Yeah, we are really excited for season four. I'm not going to give away too much. Um, We've adopted some new tools that are going to really amplify the content we can share with our audience. Um, we have awesome, like, look, I look at the spreadsheet every day. We have really amazing guests lined up. And I just think as we kind of chisel this process, each episode gets better and better. So, yes, very much so. There are changes coming in season four. Awesome. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a, another fun season coming up here. Yeah, I'm pumped. So, Carly, um, you want to do a mesh minute? I'm going to give the data mesh 10 seconds of my time, okay? If I ever see data mesh out at a bar, I'm fighting it to the death because I'm so sick of hearing about <laughs> everyone's different definitions, opinions, everything. I'm done with you, data mesh. <laughs> you hear that, data mesh? <laughs> big enough for the two of us <laughs> this has been the most honest no bs day <laughs> <mesh> minute 
I wonder, <laughs> you know what? There's a lot of people who actually think about that and they're not joking. No, Unless I know. <laughs> Please shut up about MASH. That's me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Well, all right, we got PTT Tim take us away with uh, some takeaways after this quick uh, conversation. Fun yeah, conversation. Well, one of my big takeaways is the importance of, you know, consistency in order to have a, a good uh, a good podcast, right? Um, and uh, and to and to really see it grow and um, and to have a good team uh, in both uh, in front of the scenes and behind the scenes to make it happen. So those are those are some of my big takeaways. What about you, you Juan? Um, I think I'm going to add support. As Carly said, like this is not an easy thing to go do, and it only works because you got the support of your company, the organization behind you, and they truly find this that this is valuable. And it's valuable not to go just push the salesy thing, right? So this is one thing, support. And second, you got to have fun. I think we have fun as 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 it's a lot of work, but we're always having fun around this stuff. And hopefully, you can get the vibe from our conversation here. Like we we do this stuff because we like we love what we do. Uh, Carly, throw it back to you. Three things. One, what's your advice? Second, who should we invite next? And third, what resources do you follow? What other podcasts and blogs and stuff do you follow? So my advice is to laugh. I think on some of the most frustrating days at work, um, even if I don't laugh at work or have a funny conversation with someone, I'll put on like stand-up comedy or something like that. I mean, it really is very healing. So if you can find a way to laugh or find a funny friend to have in your circle, I mean, it's very healing. Um, my Sorry, guess how, how is your Seinfeld uh, stand-up comedian going? No. Look, I don't want to put you on blast. I think it's the most unfunny show I've ever watched. But <laughs> Just so that I know before, you know, now I always wear Honest No BS t-shirts, but before I would always wear a Seinfeld t-shirt. I love Seinfeld. I collect Seinfeld t-shirts. And full disclosure for the audience, I've never actually watched Seinfeld. I just know how much Juan loves it, so I love to take that from him. <laughs> Tell him it's not funny. You've been lying to me when you're saying that you've been watching it. Huh? So you've been lying to me when you've told me that you have been watching it. This is a lie. But look, here's my next little white lie exposed. We can go over an hour, and I sincerely haven't watched Seinfeld. <laughs> This episode is too honest. Calm down. This is a new level of honest, no BS. Um, I would say my guest suggestion, I'm a little hesitant because I feel like I'm going to have to do the work to get this person on, but I would love to see Elon Musk on our show. I don't see why we can't do it. Elon, do it. we'd have you. I'm just saying. I'm probably going to have to do all the legwork on that one, but we'll see what I can do. And then my resources... I don't know. I read a lot of like HubSpot articles. I love, I mean, I love all podcasts, but to be honest, they're true crime and they're pretty dark. Um, so like, I love morbid. I love my favorite murder sword and scale. So I like to listen to those episodes because I'm so grateful at the end of each one that I'm still alive and well. So it is a lot of perspective. <laughs> Thank God. Great perspective. Perspective yeah. of life. <laughs> well, Carly, thank you so much. Thanks for everything you do for us at uh, the at the podcast at Data.World. And also thanks Data.World, the enterprise data catalog for the modern data stack lets us to lets us do this every single week. And uh we will be back end of August. A lot of fun stuff, special episodes. 
Uh, and we're going to have a little, we're going to drop in some stuff in the next couple of weeks during our summer break. Carly, yeah. thank, thank you. Thank you so much. This is so much fun. Cheers. This Cheers. is Catalog and Cocktails. A special thanks to Data.World for supporting the show, Carly Berghoff for producing, John Loyans and Brian Jacob for the show music, and thank you to the entire Catalog and Cocktails fan base.